Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, this is Lee from Bleep Top Productions and today we have something very special. Today we have a new role-playing podcast here on my YouTube channel and also as a downloadable mp3 through Podbean and iTunes and all those things. This is Tales from the Loop. This is a audio drama inspired by a podcast that I'm a part of called Rolling Across the Pond. That is a D&D uh, podcast, so if you want to check that out, the link is in the description. I play a character in there in Goro. And there is the whole cast of Rolling Across the Pond playing this game along with me. I'm going to be the GM, and uh, the motley crew of Jess, Devita, Sam, and Luke are going to be kids growing up in the 80s. If you've already watched the trailer, you know a little bit about the history and the should we say the background to Tales from the Loop. So if you haven't, go check out that trailer and you'll get a whole load of information from that. But anyway, with this episode, episode zero, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing the character creation and also we're going to do a little bit of a prelude with the guys uh, learning how to play the game by going to an amusement arcade called Larry's Arcade. And then we're going to end the episode there and then we're going to start the series on the next episode with episode one and I think the guys are definitely in for a treat and you guys out there are definitely in for a treat as well so without further ado take care have a good one and enjoy Tales from the Loop But yes, Tales from the Loop is a fantastic uh, RPG that basically puts every 80s thing you love into an RPG. So if you like E.T., if you like The Goonies, Back to the Future, you name it, it's in here. It's absolutely amazing. And with episode one, the pre well, episode zero, I like to say, the prelude, we are sitting down with the cast today. And what we're doing is we're doing some character creation. So you're going to get to know what kind of roles they're doing. And then we're going to have a little bit of a, a mini interlude. So these guys can kind of figure out how the game works. And you get to hear a little bit of the interaction. And it gives you a sneak peek of what to expect going forward with this podcast. So for once, I'm running the show, which is I'm Lee from Blue Top Productions. Also, Goro from, uh, you know, Rolling Across the Pond fame. But uh, I've got a motley crew, uh, a, a, a normal motley crew, because we've actually been blessed with where, when we're filming this, or, or shall we say recording this, um, we've been having special guests come in and out, which has been fantastic. And we've got one actually on this episode. So he is basically we stapled him in we stapled him in in this series because he made such a good fun time i personally think on rolling across the pond we wanted him back and i was like he's in please please come back so starting i'm gonna go well it looks different on my screen so starting from the guy in the closet who are you oh for me uh my name's jesse and i'm excited and i'm letting my hair down today 100%. It's kind of nice. It's kind of cool to see you a little bit relaxed that we're not trying to break you. So it's kind of nice to see that, Jess. Normally. I, I do miss the threat threateningness, though. I, I miss... Oh, mate. <laughs> you can threaten me on this. It'll go well for you. Like, seriously, it'll be great. Okay. Um, and then over to my light is the bearded one. I guess that's me, because I haven't shaved in a while. But, yeah, I'm Sam. And, you know, like Jesse said, he's letting his hair down. I'm growing my hair on the bottom of my head. It is lush. I'm not going to lie. It's, I'm not going to lie. But then we're also joined on this cast with, with our lovely female of the crew. Hello, I'm Davida. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get started. Uh, I'm not a huge 80s fan, but I do like some 80s stuff. But I'm like, I'm not like 
I'm not an 80s kid, no. so, but I like 80s stuff, but I'm not, like, super familiar with a lot of the stuff, but I'm sure, but except for, like, you know, some of the movies, for sure, like, great stuff. It's all good. Yeah. It doesn't work on an audio idea. medium, but everyone literally wanted to rip your head off then, Devita. It was fantastic. <laughs> like, everyone's like, what? <laughs> I mean, like, I like it, but... <laughs> I'm not like a crazy 80s person, you know, but I do like awesome it. Awesome source, awesome source. And then, uh, and, and then finally, I would like to introduce uh, our good friend who has joined us on many a cast of Rolling in the, uh, Rolling Across the Pond, uh, who's below me over this side. So could you introduce yourself, the young man? Hi, I'm Luke. And though I may not be the special guest of this show, I am still special. <laughs> the TH. So, with a TH, yeah, exactly. Love it. So what we're going to do with this episode we are going to basically build your characters. So what we're going to do is it's probably going to take a little time, but it's going to give you guys a little bit of a fun, um, should we say, perspective of how these guys are going to be acting. So if you're listening to this, you're kind of like, I don't know what Tales of the Loop's all about. You're actually going to get an insight to how it is to create a character. And trust me, it's incredibly easy. Like, I, t- I could tell you, I struggled creating Goro. I had no idea what was going on. I literally <laughs> opened the page. Does. Still I still there. still struggle. I still punch <laughs> things, you know. But with Tales from the Loop, I literally did mine in 10 minutes. It was incredibly quick. Like, I was like, holy cow, this is ridiculous. There's some things that are a little bit kind of f- finicky, if we should say. But we can we can flatten them out quite simple. So, so what we want to do to begin with then is we want you guys um, to basically choose your types. Now, there are currently... I believe seven types in this game and what we have is so basically think of this as your D&D role so in D&Ds you've got rogues you've got paladins you've got you know barbarians and all that jazz with this you have uh, these basically your archetypes and they are the bookworm the computer geek the hick the jock the popular kid the rocker the troublemaker and the weirdo so all of these bring different aspects to the game and obviously to your friends group because while we've discussed outside of this podcast everyone in this cast is actually a group of friends so they're like a group of misfits but you're all good friends which is really cool and it's a really fun dynamic so what i would like uh, you guys to know uh, to do is kind of pick your uh, type and then i will go through some of the things for you and then i'll move on to the next person and then i can get you set it so we're going through and through with pretty much what your type is. And then overall, we'll then go through some other bits. So I've got pretty much down to about 14 steps, which sounds a lot, but trust me, it's not that hard. It's incredibly easy. So um, Jess, for your character, what is your archetype set? What have you gone with? I've gone with Computer Geek, I hope. <laughs> I hope. So so the Computer Geek is a quite an interesting one, guys, if you didn't know, because the Computer Geek is something really, really interesting, because you know exactly what is important in life. To, to break the record on Super Mario Bros, to build revolutionary programs on your computer, to understand how robots work, or to, you know, just cast the right spell to save your party during role-playing nights. That yes. is what you're all about. So Jess, what I would like you to do is, on your character sheet, there is a, a little column called key skills. Uh, and I just want you to put little circles next to these ones for me. I would like you to put a circle next to calculate. Okay. Program. Yeah. And comprehend. And we'll get sure. back to those quite uh, in the not too distant future. So so we've got Jess sorted. So Sam, we'll go to you next. So uh, Sam, what's the architect uh, or the archetype that you would like to do in this, uh, in this uh, show? 
I think I'm gonna play true to myself and be a weirdo. Fair play. The bearded one wants to be a weirdo. So, uh, a weirdo <laughs> is quite interesting because I, I've never had someone be a weirdo, Sam, so that's quite cool. So what weirdo is basically making, you make, uh, people make fun of your clothes, your interests, your choice of words, and they call you a weirdo, but you just simply don't care. They know nothing about your thoughts and your feelings or what you've been through, and you want the world to see what you are and how you are different to everyone. One day, you will outshine all of them. And that's pretty much what the weirdo is. So Sam, kind of like Jess, I would like you to put little circles next to your key skills, which is sneak, investigate, and empathize. You got that, bro? Mm-hmm. Awesome yeah. source. Right. Okay, we'll go with the lovely Davita next. So Davita, what is your class you have decided to choose? I'm going to play a hick. You're going to play a hick? Yes. Mate. So the funniest thing about everyone knows obviously what a hick might be, but the funniest thing is the description is exactly what not it is. So it's quite interesting. So the hick, your classmates smile at you, smile at you because you uh, have a tan. You're basically for your jokes, for your laughter. But what does it matter when they get to go out in the fields and the woods every day? The smell of the corn and the grateful sounds of the cows make a morning for you every single day. You know how to build and repair an engine and how to drive a tractor and how to hunt and slaughter animals. Enough said. So what we're going to say for, for your key skills, Davita, if that's possible, I would like you to circle um, force, move, and tinker. There are your three key skills. So uh, moving on to Luke. Luke, what is the archetype that you've decided to select? I'll follow the same suit as Sam, live true to myself, and go with popular kid. <laughs> Another awesome <laughs> choice. I've never had a popular kid as well, so that's pretty cool. So um, the popular kid, uh, it's you who decides what's lame in school and what's cool. Uh, you know who's in love and who isn't, and what people did at the kiosk on the Saturday night and loads of fun stuff. You know all about the gossip. Others listen to you, they want to be you, they want to be like you. And it doesn't matter what happens, you want to be loved by everyone. So, what I would like you to do, Luke, is circle these key skills for me. I would like you to circle contact, charm, and lead. Those are your key skills. So, every archetype, guys, just to let you guys know, the listeners and the viewers, um, these are traits that will go across um, these characters in specific. Obviously, you've heard some that some don't have and some that have. So some people will be sharing a few and then some will be definitely be going, you need to do this because you're this good. So it's kind of like D&D. You know exactly who's good for certain things. So for the second one, we want to discuss the age. So guys, I believe we all discussed you guys want to be 12 years old, right? Yep. Awesome source. So 12 years old. That's basically how old you're going to be. So obviously on your character sheet, put in that lovely 12. Now, while we're here, we can sort out your luck points. Now, luck is very, very key in this game because with dice rolls, and we've seen it on rolling across the pond, that when you fail, there's nothing you can do about it. And a beautiful GM can just really ruin your day. But with Tales in the Loop, you have Lady Luck on your side. 
So whether you're going to possibly slip off a ledge or try and chat up a girl to get her number, you, if you fail, you can use a luck point. And that means you get to reroll all your dice from that roll and you can only use it once. So you can only use luck once on those rolls. So if you fail again, you can't go, I need to look again. I need to keep going. No, you can only use one reroll. So obviously you're 12 years old. So how luck is determined is basically you have the number 15 and you minus your age. So all of you are going to get three luck points. So what I'd like you guys to do is kind of shade in three luck points on your character sheets, because that will tell you how many luck points you have. And use them wisely. That's all I'm going to say. Do we get them back? Yes, you do. You do get them back. But obviously that comes with uh, resting. And uh, if the G if you do something amazing, the GM might be like, you know what? You get a luck point back for doing that pretty epically. So I want nice. you guys to be very creative. Like, I want you guys to drive this more than me. So I want you guys to have out-of-the-box thinking. Because the funniest thing about this um, RPG, you cannot die. You can severely get injured, which might impale you to do some horrific things later on in the campaign. But I want you guys to be the driving force and think of creative ways. So you can't Matrix run up a wall and do a backflip to avoid, I don't know, the bully at school. But maybe you could take a dinner tray, like your tray where you're about to eat your dinner, and use it as a shield or literally as a weapon. I will give you luck points if you knock him out and stuff like that. So realistic things. You're not Peter Parker, okay? Just saying is all. So That's going to go weird with my name. <laughs> so we're going to move into number three then so we're going to uh, we're going to distribute a number of points equal to your age to the four attributes so what happens is obviously you've got 12 points because you're all 12 so now the maximum you can have in one slot is five so what i want you guys to do is discuss you know between yourselves if you want to do it or you can do it privately is we are going to basically put 12 points in between body tech heart and mind so i'll go over the the few basics for you and the, basically your body is anything to do physical so whether that be like running jumping climbing sneaking you name it anything physical that you do is probably going to be represented in a body check of any kind of thing uh, the tech is understanding like machines uh, interacting with robots uh, programming technology and stuff opening locks, solving puzzles, building things and stuff like that, that is tech. The heart. Now, heart is the ability to make friends, lie to people, know the right people, uh, create good and mellow in atmospheres, you know, persuade other characters, etc. So think of your heart as the way of talking to other people. And then you've got your mind. Now, the mind is really interesting because Obviously, you're going to be going out doing kind of like mysteries, if you will. Uh, so the mind is finding weak points, uh, understanding people, situations, creatures, machines. Hey, heck, even solving puzzles, understanding clues and knowing the right knowledge at the right time. So what I'd like you guys to do is split 12 points in between them. So you can't have more than five in one, but every single one has to have at least one point in it so if you have any questions feel free because it's 12 you could easily put three in each which is pretty easy to do or unless you wanted to basically you know spe uh, spend a little bit more elsewhere is it beneficial yeah. to just put one down as a five like is it like 
It depends. If Honestly, if that's what you want to do. Remember, at the end of the day, when it comes to this game, every number you roll, you're rolling a D6. So obviously, if you put five in tech, you're rolling five D6. And say, if it was with any of the, do it, dare we say, the traits that you have. So for example, uh, Jess, you have calculate. Maybe you are looking at some sort of mathematical problem and you had five. And then, oh, wait a minute, I've got my calculate, which gives me an additional X amount of dice. You could roll a handful just for that. And then you're just looking for sixes so you can nice. succeed. Right. So the more dice you have is pretty beneficial. But then obviously, during what your traits are, what your iconic thing is, what your status is and what you need, there's a lot. Of, it's, it's, it's complex math, but it's easy. So it's kind of like this, 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 done, smiley face. I think I'm going to be an average jack of all trades. Fair. I'm trying to think about my character and how I want to play them and what their strengths and weaknesses would naturally be. So I'm thinking as a weirdo, I'm going to have quite a strong mind anyway. So I'm thinking just throwing five straight in mind. Fair. But then my body and heart at three each and then really crap at tech. So just with one. Fair. That's which, a pretty good one. So. You know, gives me a, quite a substantial weakness because I can't roll a six with five dice anyway. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I'm hoping I'll get like five sixes at some point. Wow. But we'll see. Yeah, we've got some fun stuff. When we come to to succeeding and stuff with your dice rolls, there's actually stuff that involves you keeping successes and giving them to friends or banking them for you uh, later on in the game as well. So if you over succeed what you need to do, instead of failing on a roll, say it was a normal task or something and you needed one success, but you rolled three successes, for example, you could bank two. Or if someone was in the same class as you, for example, and they failed, you could hilariously say, I want to give one to my friend. How would you do that? Okay, he's struggling with a math question, so I slip him a note with the answers or something like that. And so he copied my answers, so he passed the test. Stuff like that can, you know, good storytelling. Cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that, so that's cool. Oh, it's good. There's some juicy things I've been reading up on, you know. Other than, like, exploding people's heads on rolling across the pond, I've been learning. I've been learning so you guys don't get shafted in tails from the loop, so it's all good. Um, I went ahead and put four for tech and body because those, for the hick at least, I, w I did have five for body, but that was when I thought we were 13, so I just like, okay, well, I guess I'll... I'll I I went down one on body, so tech and body are the same because for tech, as far as like, she probably doesn't know a lot about the electronic sides of things, but she can build stuff and she can make stuff with her hands and stuff. So I wanted to keep that kind of high and as well as um, body. And then I had two for heart and two for mind. Yeah, because it's quite interesting because obviously you're going to be in Boulder City. So you're going to be in like Colorado. So I, I listened to a podcast where someone was a hick and their iconic uh, item was a quad bike because they could literally use it to basically have everyone basically go from to and fro in. I know one one of my mates wanted to do a hick and his iconic item was a go-kart, but it wasn't complete. So during his downtime, he would go hang out with his dad, who was who was his anchor, and to recover like luck points and stuff like that, and, and to recover from injuries and stuff, he would go and build the uh, go-kart. So obviously I would ask for those kind of roles to see how well you did, and obviously if you're doing great, that's how you can heal and stuff. So there's there's ways there's ways of thinking outside the box as well. So, right, are we all good? Luke, have you have you decided being the popular kid what you uh, what you want to do? Yeah, I I just I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of heart, right? I don't know the audience's feel on min maxing, but um, heart heart and mind are five and four respectively, and then body and tech are two and one. So 
you are the one that's going to be lying to go to places. That's great. I love it. Awesome. So, uh, with that being said, then guys, so you've actually you've given all your points out to pretty much uh, your four attributes. Now we're going to basically talk about your skill points. So your skill points are those three things that I gave you at the beginning of the game. So what I want you guys to do is you literally have ten skill uh, points to basically put among these skills. I, I have a question about that, Lee. So that means we can't put any points into skills that aren't unique to us. For instance, as a... Or could, could I put a point in, say, move, even though that's not one of my three skills? Yeah, so you can put a minimum of one in something else. Okay, so we can do that. Okay. You can, so you can put stuff... So you don't have to put three in every single one that you're proficiently good at. You can actually put a minimum of one and spread them out among, amongst those. So it benefits you in a way that, sure, maybe Sam has a look at his stuff and he's like, I've got sneak, investigate, and empathize. That's cool. So I've got sneak is in body. Um, empathize is, and in investigate are both in mind. So maybe I'll look at how many dice I've already put in mind already. So Sam, for example, what have you put in your mind? Uh, five in mind. So five. So Sam, if you said put two in investigate, that means then when you roll to investigate something, you will then roll seven dice. But then if you used an iconic item or something else, it might even increase that even more. So sharing it out is probably the best. But those three are the most iconic ones for you because that's how your character plays, if you will. Yeah. Okay. So we're all good. Right. So they're the skill points sorted. Done. Iconic items. Now, iconic items is something very unique to each of the characters. This is the thing that you depend on, whether it be um, an animal, an equipment, or even like maybe a locket or a jewel or something. But these these items can actually benefit you in the campaign, whether it be, um, say, I don't know, could be a lockpick or a Swiss army knife for the hick or something like that. So maybe that can add to something. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe it's... Uh, some sunglasses for the popular guy just to get, you know, that extra cheesy bonus, maybe, Luke. I don't know. So uh, I want you guys to think of an iconic item, and then when you're ready, um, just shout them out at me because then that'll be the easiest. So what are people thinking? Well, I'm thinking the thing that makes me quite weird as well is not only I'm going to be playing a British boy, so I've immigrated anyway into America, so I have a weird accent. But also I have this immense curiosity with wildlife. So I'm thinking my iconic item should probably go along with that as well. So I'm thinking of a pet rat. Cool. And okay. that kind of ties in with my name because one of my nicknames is Rat or Rat Boy. So because I always have a rat in my pocket. Cool, cool. In your big trench coat. I like it. I like it. Well, I've also chosen an animal and uh, I wanted to have a, a German Shepherd cool. uh, dog companion. <laughs> I couldn't get away from the dogs, you know. Fair, my, fair. Uh, We're going with animals, you know. I think it's, we've just got that cross, you know, cross-promoting with rolling across the pond as well, I think, you know. <laughs> but but since I, I was going to kind of have my character be kind of a smallish kind of character and like a young, a young small character, I wanted her to have like this defender dog that's okay. like, like her protector or whatever. So my dog's name is Lucky, too. <laughs> Sweet. Nice. Uh, I will let you know you're not allowed to put a saddle and use him as a battle cat or a battle dog or whatever. You're not allowed that. I'm sorry. Unfortunately not. But yes, a, a very uh, protective dog sounds pretty awesome for your iconic item. 
So, uh, we're looking at Jess and Luke. What are your iconic items then? I have chosen a moose. A moose? <laughs> a moose! Love it! You can't get away from animals. I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. Uh, my iconic item is uh, a notebook. Okay. That if anybody looks at it, there's nothing written in it and there's a bunch of pages ripped out. Okay. Cool. Just also to add the mysterious element of it. Like, why does he? Nice. Okay, so your your iconic item is a notebook. Okay, I like it. I like it. So, Jess, that leaves you then, bro. What are you going with? Yeah. So my iconic item is power because I'm the D I'm the DM for Rolling Across the Pond. So uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you're gonna just tap into like a you're just gonna walk around with a car battery then. Yeah, right? yeah, is you that know. Your iconic yeah. item. Probably plugged into the car battery. So what? You have the tar you have like the tesseract or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty I much just it, yeah. Tesseract. No, uh, my my iconic item is uh, Sonic Screwdriver okay. from Doctor Who. Okay, so so I'm I'm assuming it's not a working one. It's a toy replica one, right? No, it's literally yeah, yeah just a, just a good toy reminder of you know his hopes and his dreams, and uh, he's a doctor. Sweet, awesome. So uh, <laughs> iconic screwdriver, a rat, a dog. And a diary. I like it. Iconic items are always interesting because being uh, being an 80s thing, most people are like, oh, I'll go with a skateboard. Oh, I'll go with a lead pipe. And then I was like, a lead pipe? And one of them was like, yeah, just in case a bully comes near me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is dramatic. But yeah, lucky, 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 like lead pipe or anything like that, you know. But that's your iconic items, guys. So obviously uh, when it comes to possibly using them in, um, in the scenario, you just got to make sure they're around. So lucky, I don't know if you're always going to have a dog allowed to go in buildings and stuff, but maybe when you're outside of school and hanging out, maybe the rat, that's going to be interesting. That could get you into a lot of trouble, Sam. That could be fun. The diary is also really interesting, Luke, because, uh, you know, being the popular kid, that might cause some issues. Like people might know, try and take it from you because it might be like all the gossip of who's dating who and maybe and stuff like that. And the Sonic screwdriver, well, not a working one does it have a light that it lights up and stuff and yeah yeah of course it, it just sound Wicked. does it awesome. make a sound as well yeah. i've got a sonic screwdriver that's a pen as well there we go <laughs> and it's got it's got two exchangeable tips one is for uh, invisible ink <gasps> and the the light the scru sonic screwdriver lights up on the other end with a black i don't light think that exists in the 80s though <laughs> <laughs> you just have a pen. that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> you just switched it between a regular writing tip or a uh secret ink. No, it just <laughs> that just, just lights up. It just does a... Because <laughs> I don't think they had the sound back then, so... Okay, so they're the iconic items. So that's going to define your character as in situations. Maybe Jess has to use the sonic screwdriver to stab someone or, like, use it to pry a door open or, you know, pick a lock or something. That'd be kind of cool. Um, the rat... I don't know how the rat's going to work. That's going to be interesting. Is the rat trained to smuggle in stuff? I don't know. It could be interesting. The dog is a dog. So the dog is going to be like homeward bound is what I'm imagining. Like super smart, loves everything. And he's loyal to you and the friends. So that's cool. The diary sounds yeah. really cool as well. So iconic items, really cool guys. Good choices. Well done. So we're going to move on to the next one, which is pick a problem. Now we're going to get to the, the brass tacks of your characters, if you will. Now, problems uh, are what defines your characters into having an issue. So what a problem could be, it could easily be, I, I struggle with this subject at school. I have a bully. I don't get on with my brother or my dad is a bit of a douche and I don't get on with him. 
Uh, maybe I'm just, I'm nervous around, I don't know, people and or something like that. So I would like you guys to pick a problem. And what we'll hilariously do again is just shout it out because I am I enjoy this because it's all madness. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I'm not like Jess. I want chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Let's no, go. No, no chaos. <laughs> not my house. I basically am super nervous around uh, girls. Very, especially the very pretty girls. Like, I would probably faint. Okay, so you're nervous around the ladies. Yes. You'd be like Ron Weasley. No, worse, worse. <laughs> the than, Ron like, Weasley? I, I, I won't be able to talk. No, I'm kidding. You just asked, uh... Like, uh, uh Raj Keith for Polly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. I like it. Sweet. So, your problem is talking to girls. Yeah, that's my problem. Now, just talking around talking girls. Around girls. Just being... Okay, so that might be interesting because you have a girl as a friend, so that could be interesting. But but it's different. So she's so it's like very pretty girls, like, what? like you know, careful what you're saying here. Wow, Jeff. Jess, great character. Trust me, trust me. Girls. This kid, he 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 knows what he likes. He knows what he likes. Shots fired. That duck, I think Lucky's gonna come bite your nads off from the sounds of it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably be scared of my character, honestly. I'm a bit of a tomboy. <laughs> no, uh, my character, uh, her problem is she's uh, somewhat neglected by the adults in her life. Um, so her parents kind of just let her do whatever, and um, her teachers are just, they don't really care to try and teach her to, like, she just, they're like, Okay, I mean, if you don't do well in school, that's fine. Like, they don't really care um, if she does well or not because they just, yeah. So she's just she's just kind of ignored by the adults. Okay, so would say would we say it's like figures of authority and stuff like that? She just seems to be her problem more than anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I like it. Girls, adults. Hmm. Interesting. All right then, Sam and Luke. Let's go. Let's see what you guys are thinking. I think my problem is that my dad is never around. So okay. my dad works for some secret organization. He doesn't talk about his work. I think it's MI6, which is the British Secret Service, but he never talks about it, so what do I know? But that means he's always away on business trips or business trips in inverted commas. And therefore, you know, he's just never there. So I guess I would have like father figures, father or dad issues and wanting to find that father figure in my life. Cool, cool. All right, so Luke, you are last. What are we going with, bro? Just to make Jesse feel terrible about not choosing parents, my parents, and living up to their expectations. Okay, so pretty much like the the bar set by your parents. Okay, <laughs> my parents love like me. That. They're great. Wow, shots fired. Boom. Wow, we haven't even got into an episode, and you're like, my parents love me. You don't. You suck. Hey, my mom says I'm special. <laughs> Wow, you guys are actually like 12 year olds already. You guys are in sync with your characters. I love it. I love it. Okay, so we've all got we've all got a problem. So the funniest thing that goes next is we want to drive. So the drive basically is what your character wants to do. So what that is, is maybe feeling uh, important, um, finding love in something. Maybe it's solving mysteries. Maybe it's, you know, calling, uh, calling out, making new friends. You know, this is something that drives you. And the funniest thing about this uh, whole campaign, which I'm doing, which is a little bit different sometimes to what Tales from the Loops do, if you conquer your problems, drives, and pride and stuff like that, I'm allowing you to change that. Because obviously as a character, I want you to develop. So obviously you might, you know, 
you might have a problem with a bully, for example. None of you said a bully, which was kind of cool, but maybe Devita's character, maybe some adults start to listen. So it might not be all things. She might reconnect some way with that. With Sam, he might be reconnected with his dad. Um, you know, it can, it's really interesting to see what you guys might pick as a drive. So it literally could be anything. Uh, I remember one session I was doing, one guy, his sole drive in life was to be the best centipede arcade like player in the in the state. He was he was like, I will make sure my name is on that top of that leaderboard every Friday night. If it isn't, I need to be there and I need to do that. So it could literally be the silliest things to you know, the biggest things. So um as I'm an agent of chaos, if you're ready, just yell out. Alright, my character is uh her drive is that she will show she'll show that she's not worthless. Like she's like she wants to prove herself, basically. Cool, cool. Like she wants to she she wants to make them pay attention to her um, adults and and she wants to be noticed so she and it ends up making her a bit of a trouble a troublemaker <laughs> just to get herself noticed. I like that a lot. That's really cool. Who's next? Well, I'm not sure if I've quite got mine right, so I'll say out. And if it's not quite right, let me know. But I'm thinking like I would have an immense curiosity with wildlife, so I'd want to try and learn everything I can about small animals and things like that. Hence my fascination with my rats. Uh, it kind of makes me a little bit secluded to people, but uh, not too much that I would be completely isolated, but it's my curiosity is noticeable. So whereas other people would hide it if they liked it, I wouldn't. I would just go, oh, can you see that butterfly? And maybe chase after it or something. So you're like, like your drive is pretty much nature. Like you want to be like, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's really interesting. I like that. That's different. That's cool. I'll say for myself, it's <clears throat> trying to understand, or not myself, for my character, it's, uh, it's trying to understand people and seeing the, like, seeing the things that are special with people just to also be an agent of chaos, be the popular kid, but like adoring nice. people and just being really nice and just being like, oh, what makes you unique? Understanding people's like motivations and blind spots, perhaps. Cool, 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 cool. All right, that leaves you then, Jess. I want to be Doctor Who. That is my drive. Straight up. That's your drive. You just want to be Doctor Who. <laughs> just, just, I am Doctor Who. That's, that's, that is the, that is my character. That is who he thrives to be like. Wow. We'll get you a Fair. rainbow scarf. Yeah, we'll get you a rainbow scarf and loads of other fun stuff. I love it. Yes. So it's a fez. It is a fez. So, so yeah, just get a fez. That would be amazing. Just <laughs> Jess, Jesse walking around with a fez. Oh, uh, I could see that now. Why do girls not want to talk to him? They go like, keeps around that fez. <laughs> you know, I can see that being an issue. Where's he got a celery in his pocket? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so. With this, um, obviously, the next one I want to talk about is your pride. Now, pride is very interesting because, obviously, when it comes to podcasting and stuff like that, um, if you all have secret agendas and stuff like that, I will not tell the world because it might come up in an episode. But with your pride, if you have a secret and you don't want to share it, you can literally say, my pride is a secret. So then no one will know. Obviously, other people will know, but the characters won't know unless it might creep up in an episode. And then I'll probably have to, to make a mental note of that and put it down in this lovely notebook next to me. So then I might put it in hilarious situations where you might 
have to explain it or maybe you just never get round to it maybe i don't know so uh it literally can be anything so it could be that you are for example jess is really he's a computer um geek so maybe he's really good at computers maybe the issue with him is like you don't know what this is oh my gosh you don't know what how to get like to level three on mario or whatever or something that could be his pride like could be something mario? like that yeah what is a mario like you know something like that it may it might even just be you know you're very arrogant like you don't uh, you don't really like other people meddling in stuff you do possibly you know there's literally anything you could do for your pride so i want you guys to think about it a little bit and then because again i'm an agent of chaos uh, feel free to shout out like what you would like because it's really interesting because again kind of like what your problem drive uh, your problem and your drive is uh, your pride will possibly change you have complexities to it. I will direct this to three different people. First of all, to the audience, I'm sorry. Um, please, please try to make fan character sheets. I love that. I, I would love to see that if anybody cared enough about that. But I'm sorry. Second, to the players, it's not an evil plan. Nothing that's going to hurt you. Third, to myself, you're the only one that's going to know. So. Nice. <laughs> so yours is a secret then hey luke <laughs> awesome sauce so it begins <laughs> the evil laugh insert there so we have a secret guys i like it to kick things off my pride wouldn't be a secret anyway and i've already said it once tonight my pride is that my mum says i'm special so it's the opposite my dad's never around but my mum is always there she's like a housewife always invites the other mums over for tupperware parties stuff like that but she loves her kids and she's like, you know what, son, you're special. So always telling me that I'm special and I believe it. Your pride is your mum and the mum, your mum's love. I love and, it. Yeah, she says I'm special. So love you'll it. probably hear me say it time and time again. Well, my mum <laughs> says I'm special. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> okay, so mine's is I can figure it out on my own. I don't need anybody's help. <laughs> nice. Love it. <laughs> absolutely love it fantastic to meet his character is so complex i cannot wait to break here i love it i absolutely love it i mean seriously i'm just listening and i'm just so intrigued i'm like the character know, arc eh? is so evident it's great it's so good i absolutely love it so that leaves you then jess i who wants to be doctor who and has a sonic screwdriver as an iconic item i mean what is it i i think i think my pride is not necessarily not needing help, but like I guess like I'm right, like, like I I know I'm, I know I'm right, and if you don't think I'm right, you're wrong. Like, cause I I know I'm right. Like I'm very, not necessarily arrogant in the in the aspect of, like socially I know I, I'm gonna be very honest when I'm right, basically. Yeah. It, so you're very blunt. Yeah, that's it. That's thing. right. Yeah, it's better. Your pride is being very blunt yes. to the point. Yes. I like it. So it's like, I think this is really like, uh, my thing would be then just for that would be like, you're working in a science thing and they're like making some sort of concoction and they're taking forever. And you're like, you know, it's just this, this and this, right? Yes. There's no need to do this. Yes. This. Like, you're like, straight to the cut, like, yes. whatever. Yeah. So your pride is making sure you just do everything efficiently and probably not caring what other people think because you're very blunt. Fair yeah. play. 
Awesome. Uh, Jesse, your character and my character are going to have some issues, I think. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I feel like uh, when we get to relationships, I feel like you two are not going to get on, so that's going to be easy. So, um, we'll move on then uh, to number 10. See, like, we're on number 10 already. See how quick it's gone? Like, literally, you can fly through these. Um, an anchor. Now, obviously, uh, picking an anchor is very honest. When, when you're 12 years old in the 80s and loads of other stuff, you've got the world, like, literally... You're in an alternative 80s, so you're seeing like mechs and robots doing a lot of farming, and you're seeing that in the military and stuff like that. So it's very different to what you we would know anyway um, when we look back on the 80s. But the anchor is someone you can always go to and be uh, dependent to. So it could be your mom, it could be a dad, it could be, hey, it could even be a teacher at school, it could be someone who works at the local ice rink or like arcade. Um, it could even be a random person that you know who goes into the comic book store or owns a comic book store. It could literally be anyone uh, that you can basically go and just hang out with and you can just talk and just kind of like is your anchor and is your rock, if you will. So, again, when you guys are ready, feel free to yell out. My mum. Solid. She's Good always job, there. Love it. <laughs> she says I'm Solid, special, Sam. so she's my anchor. Awesome. Mine's my oldest brother, Pete. Okay. And uh, he's uh, he's working at like some sort of like shipping yard or something like that. He's 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 not in school anymore. He's like a lot a lot older than me because I've got a bunch of brothers and he's the oldest. And so uh, he's kind of my like the only one who really pays attention to me and my family. So he's the one I turn to. Sweet. Uh, I'm just gonna jump in here because I so. What we talked about before, or my dad, could I could I do it? I'd allow it. Okay, then I'm gonna say it's a secret for now. So we have another secret. I love it as an anchor. I love it. Absolutely love it. So Luke. With the problem of like my parents love me too much and expect too much from me, uh, they they'll also be my anchor just to try to get me to be the best person I can be. So if I ever have a problem, I can just go to them. We. I like how you guys have kept it in the family or a secret. Good job. Right. So now the most funniest thing, which um, is quite when you build a character, this is near the end, which is quite hilarious. So um, it's asking for your character's name and a small description. So um, what I'd like you guys to do is um, Agent of Chaos here. Um, tell me the name of your character and a little bit about that character so the the audience can uh, expect some uh, fireworks possibly in episode one okay so well my name is rupert atherton you know good strong british name and uh i have a five-year-old sister called georgina uh the thing that really makes me stand out though is my accent i'm british in america so therefore my accent is and we only moved a couple of years ago so my accent is still very thick uh and can be a point for teasing but the teenage girls who are kind of starting to like british accents are very interested and maybe i'm a little bit too popular with the girls sometimes not that i like that i tend to not want that but yeah and my character would wear i don't know if you've seen like the typical schoolboy kind of clothes of like the 80s sort of time but a v-neck sweater tie and shirt and tie and then uh trouser shorts that go just uh, sort of just above the knee sort of time so yeah so that's kind of typically what i'd be wearing on a school day like because my parents still want me to look quite posh my dad's job even though he's not around brings in a lot of money so 
They want me to look respectable. Fair. Fair. I'm just getting shades of uh, the Rockstar game bully and just like yeah. how those students look. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, All right, cool. Exactly. So that gives something so, visual for like what the, the audience can look for. I so. keep my pack rat in my pocket in, of my shorts as well a lot of the time. Sometimes he'll mm -hmm. slip out in class and get me in trouble, but yeah, it's Fair. worth it. But yeah, so I'm not expecting you to be the bully from Rockstar. You just look like yeah. him, not a skinhead, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I'm pretty positive in that game, you wouldn't be doing half the things that you're doing, Sam. So that's good. Cool. Awesome. My name is Eric Parker, hence the um, remark earlier about Spider-Man. Um, Peter, you don't have an Uncle Ben, do you? I do not have an Uncle Ben either. So. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am quite skinny wears glasses I can see without them but kind of I'm expressive I uh, don't have any siblings I have both my parents they're home they love me we get along great as long as I'm honest with them they're honest with me and uh, communication as long as communication flows we we can yeah we collaborate and get things done. My dad owns a computer shop in town. That's uh, basically me. I, I memorabilia of Doctor Who constantly. I either wear a, a fez or or a massive scarf or you know any anything of that sort. And I'm pretty much the Doctor. I'm pretty much the Doctor. Who's next? My character's name is Alfred Lear Schreiber, or Alfie for short. He's the son of the math teacher and the science teacher, and so he's king in the school. The way that he dresses, um, I've been trying to think about this for a while, and I'll detail it as Black Friday, where it looks cheap. It's definitely fall, but you can tell that Christmas is on the mind. So it's like uh, a cardigan, over top, uh, like jeans, Converse, and like a book bag that only has like the one diary in it. And he kind of lives his life as like a gateway teacher, where he's like trying to be cool and fun. He was friends with like everybody. With that, he's like, oh yeah, school is cool. Come on, join me, <laughs> kind of attitude. Cool beans. All right, that leaves us with the lovely Devita. What is uh, your character's name then, young lady? My my character's name is Meg. I actually didn't come up with a last name, so <laughs> I'm gonna figure that out and tell you that later if that's important. <laughs> no, go but... for it, Meg's fine. That's all good. <laughs> Just Meg. Just Meg. And... <laughs> um, she is slightly darker skin, so like, I would say probably half black, half white. She wears overalls and a straw hat and is a tomboy also just like self-sufficient uh acts out at school um and is kind of rude a little bit i'm also going to try and play with a southern accent we'll see yay um, cool. i like it i like it <laughs> uh but yeah so she's uh she's kind of she likes teasing the other kids because she kind of feel like she's better than other kids like so yeah Okay then, guys. So... Uh, and also, she is kind of small, so that's why she kind of has a uh, a dog as well, because she wants that as a kind of her protector dog, because she is kind of a small, a small person, <laughs> small for her fair age. Fair. fair, fair. 
can I say that my little sister Georgina, who's five, probably really looks up to your character and like really loves her <laughs> and because she's kind of really social anyway, so loves all my friends. But you particularly, I think she really looks up to. She's still a very girly girl, but she's like she just really likes your character. If you're happy with that, anyway. that sounds good. But, she wouldn't mind bossing your sister around, though. I think. Nah, probably not. <laughs> but my sister would probably love you that much that she would just think it was the world that you were telling her to do something <laughs> so yeah but then she's only five so she's also limited to what she can actually do yes. so yeah <laughs> oh yeah but... <laughs> like she couldn't cook her a grilled cheese sandwich so you'd be surprised <laughs> i love it i love it are we not even doing an episode and we're already doing character building and relationship i love it guys this is what i love to have as a gm like i just give you a little bit and you guys run with it i love it i think this is the best thing about being a gm i just you guys are already world building and doing all this stuff and we're not even on an episode yet it's great i love it um okay so uh what i want you guys to do i'm giving you guys a little bit of homework because we didn't know how old we were going to be and when we were going to set it so um, the year is 1985, uh, so you've got some fun homework to do. I would like you guys to choose a favourite song. Um, obviously, um, <laughs> most of you were born in 1973, so that's going to be educational. Um, but it can even be something older than that, because obviously your parents might like something, like you might like classical music or some random scat jazz or something like that. Or maybe, you know, you like your... There's so much to go for. Like a lot of my friends, when we did it, um, when I was in it, we were, we were all punks because we were a punk band in the school. So all of us were like into like really random punk bands where everyone was like what is that and then the gm would play it and then the listeners or as we were doing it with all our friends they were like oh my gosh this is music and a band and we were like yeah it's amazing i think one of my friends picked a picked a band that literally did six second songs so your homework is to pick a favorite song because possibly when we do your character introductions when you're getting ready to school this song might be in the background on your radio when you're getting ready so um it might be put in there so listeners have a listen because whatever song it could be that's probably their favorite song so that's your homework but uh, we're almost getting to the end of building your characters uh and then we can get straight into the episode so what i want you guys to do is for this one is it's called a hideout so obviously all your all your characters get on well but this is basically your fort which means this is where you hang out after school um, if you do get into trouble or anything is trying to hurt you or anything, if you go to your hideout, that is your safe place. Obviously, your residence is safe, but isn't as safe as your hideout. So you might have hilarious things come into your house. That might be interesting. But this is a hideout. So this could be um, in someone's basement. It could be in someone's guest house. It could be at the arcade. It could be, I don't know, the local library. I want you guys to discuss between you now what you all think would be your hideout like where you guys would think is safe for you guys to meet up and stuff i have no idea um i think like a 12 year old think like a 12 and i'm thinking like two out of the four of us would probably do this and the third one would probably be fine with it but if we had a treehouse that we called the tardis oh no i already have a tardis Oh, oh yes, we have a TARDIS. That's going to be introduced in the first Alfred. episode. Trust me, everyone's going to love that. You guys are going to love that. And it's the most funniest thing ever because it's, it's 
yeah, it's laughable. You guys will definitely get a kick out of it. I think that's kind of a cool idea or something because I was thinking something in the forest, something or something in somewhere on my farm, possibly just because I've got a lot of space. So, I mean, it could be a tree house on my farm or outside my farm or something like that. Could have a barn if you want to, or something like that, like an old barn or shed or something like that on your True. land. If you something, want. yeah, it could be some. It could some, be something on my on my uh, barn, like in my farm or somewhere. So the thing is, what what you think about when it comes to a hideout. So what the rule book states is the kids have a hideout together where they can be alone and safe. Uh, the players should agree on their hideout and what it could be and where it's located. We don't have to worry about location, but if it's obviously on Meg's land, that makes sense. Um, the game master may not let the NPCs find the hideout unless the kids want to show them. So you might not want to start with a hideout. Maybe you find somewhere that can be come your hideout if you want to. But basically, when you go to your hideout, you can heal your conditions in the hideout. Um, and you can also do that with your anchors, by the way, guys. Uh, and it also requires two or more kids to be present to activate these abilities. Uh, but it also basically your hangar out is what you do as normal kids would do maybe taking a girl there to possibly make out maybe it's a place you guys hang out whether to play board games or dare we say it, video games or anything along those lines so basically all the kids share the same hideout so you don't all have to turn up at the same time but to get the benefits of healing and stuff like that you'd have to be in a bit of a group between two to three to four basically uh yeah i like i like the, either the farm idea or like the barn or or like just a treehouse like i like distant outside like where we we can all gather it could be like um, outside of my farm sort of like kind of the outskirts okay could be a treehouse like on the outskirts because i probably live in an area that's kind of open and there's not a lot of other buildings around and stuff so it would be kind of separated a little bit from other, like, houses and stuff. I'm fine either way. Cool, cool. So are we going with barn or are we going with treehouse? What are we thinking? Yeah, I, li I like I like the idea of the barn quite a lot. Like, barn, I'm fine with barn. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. It could I be think, like the I think loft. barn would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, like, the loft up, up on top of my barn where we keep the hay for the horses or something like that. Okay. So we're going to go with Meg's barn slash loft. So obviously with that, you can easily, obviously with your with your hideout, you can make it your own. So um, when we talk about it, um, obviously off podcasts and whatever, we can say like what you want. So, hey, you might have a hilarious small generator up there. You might have an old couch. Um, being the computer geek, Jess might have bought like a, a Nintendo so you guys can play like, I don't know, Duck Hunt or whatever or whatever's on there and stuff. Or, you know, there's some fun stuff so you guys can be there. Uh, and make it pretty much like the place to hang out. So I think it will be really cool to have that. And it's a different aspect as well to um, probably what you're going to be doing all the time uh, at school and other stuff. It's kind of cool to be out there in the middle of nowhere. That's really cool. Okay, so we've come to the final bits. So the final bit is me, the GM, asking you personal questions about your characters. Now, I will disclose now. Whatever you say is pretty much what your character is going to say. So if you do stumble on some things, I will take note because obviously that is going to affect you if, say, said teacher, parent, or even, you know, mystery people, if they ask those things, I'll be, I'll remember how you reacted and be like, okay, so maybe a minus 
one die off this roll, maybe. I don't know. So I'm not going to be too rude. Some of them are really stupid, and some of them are quite serious. So it's going to catch you off guard a little bit because you'll be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But then maybe in a later episode, um, you might have to do something that will be like, oh, I like this. So maybe hopefully everyone else likes it. So that might be quite interesting. So we'll start with Jesse first. So Mr. Eric Parker. Yes. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Growing up, what do you want to be when you're an adult? Doctor Who. What makes you angry? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I think what would make Eric angry is for one for one thing, people denying like being awkward about who they are. If I see, oh, you want this, like I'm gonna call you out and be like, hey, I know you want this. Like it. It'll frustrate him because he's just like, just just communicate, like, you know, the open communication he has with his parents. Okay, so what I would get from that then, just to double check, is people probably telling, not telling the truth, lying, and being deceitful? Yeah, sure, sure, we can, we can label it as that, yeah. And then, what I've got for your last question then, uh, Eric, is what do your parents do for work? So, uh, my dad is, he owns the computer computer tech shop in town and my mother kind of helps him with that shop otherwise is just a stay-at-home mom and helps me with my homework and whatnot and yeah see it's that easy four questions you're done you're all good yes. thank you very much jesse much appreciated right uh devita aka meg so your problem that you stated earlier is it gone bad to worse recently yes at a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being poo, 10 being like, oh my god, it's on fire, put it out with water. Oh, well, how bad it's gotten? Uh, 5? Another question. Uh, what does your room look like? Your bedroom. It's kind of a mess. Um, <laughs> you can't really see the furniture. There's just too much stuff all over everything. Um, I collect stuff, random stuff, and... I'm a bit of a hoarder, so, and I really don't care if it's cleaned or not, so it's a bit of a pigsty. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, similar question why I asked Jesse. What makes your character angry? I think kind of just being ignored, like, by adults, and um, kind of, she, that kind of, like, angers her and makes her act out. They make her feel worthless, so she gets angry about that. And then your final question then is, growing up, what would your character like to be? I have a feeling she would kind of want to get out of out of there, probably. Um, be a traveler, probably. There's, I don't know if there is like anything, any job thing she would particularly want to do, but she's like never left, so she wants to go see the world. So basically go move move away as quickly as possible and travel the world and see what's going on and try and find yourself okay cool beans there are four questions done well done all right luke aka alfie when was your character's last holiday and where was it depending on what time the question's asked it would just be the the last like special event like christmas or okay halloween but we would say it was yeah it was, it was good i got to spend time with my family my little, my little brother Michael dressed up if it was if it was Halloween or or what what Michael got for Christmas or just try to talk about other people 
um, like, oh yeah, Michael got this, or my older brother, um, Wilfred, yeah, he didn't show up, but we kind of like got to got to talk with him over the, the cellular devices. So was it anywhere else in America or was it at home? Uh, in the city, like in the same city. Same city, okay. What do, your, uh, what do you dream at at night? I usually, I heard this uh, study where you read like questions you have unanswered and when you sleep, you're solving them in your sleep. So a lot of the times I'll be in our classroom trying to figure out a solution, um, but very poorly since I can't have cognitive function very well. I usually wake up with the answer. Okay, uh, question number three. What's your favorite food? Crepes, particularly with bananas and like strawberries with some syrup too. It might be Canadians are good at food. <laughs> We're good with the food. <laughs> Fair play. And then, uh, final question. What makes your character angry? Outwardly, he would say injustice, but internally he'd be thinking, um, my, my secret. Anybody bringing up that or hinting at it, that would make him absolutely furious. Awesome sauce. Thank you for that then, Luke. Right. Sam, moving on to Rupert. Uh, how affected are you by your pride? Because my dad's not around, my mum is always there. Like, she's one of those key figures in my life and always quite supportive, but still quite... Like, she doesn't like me getting into trouble. I've got to keep the family name, like, up there, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. So I'm trying to live up to her standard to a degree. But at the same time, like, she thinks... I'm Well, she tells me I'm special, so when people think I'm not special I'm sometimes I'll be quite quick to respond with actually no I am special my mum said so okay uh, question number two do you have any siblings and what do they think uh, of you and what do you think of them so yeah I have a five-year-old sister so she's a lot younger than me she's very girly in a lot of ways um, and yeah what do I think of her I think she can be annoying but most of the time she's like she's company my dad's not around so like and sometimes when my mum's occupied with cooking and stuff actually it's quite nice having a sister like she we, there's that much distance between our ages that we kind of get along she's not got too irritating yet as a five-year-old so yeah i'm still quite happy with to be around her she likes my friends uh specifically meg but yeah, and yeah, she looks up to me as a bigger brother. So yeah, I would be quite protective of her naturally as well. So if I think someone's out to get her, I would naturally want to defend her. Okay, question number three. What do you think of sports? Uh, they're okay, but yeah, it's like I'll partake. I'm probably average at sport, but then I'm not like striving to be the best, but I'm also not bad at sport. I'm not picked last by any means, apart from the fact I'm a weirdo, so towards last. But I've got some skill. It's not enough skill that I'll be top pick or get me out of being weird, but enough skill that I get by. Okay, and your final question, which is kind of funny. Um, what's your experience with robots being like? The fact that they're everywhere and, like, I would be a 
bit fascinated by them, a bit intrigued. But at the same time, I really don't understand tech. Like, tech is my weakest thing. So, although I'm kind of a bit fascinated, I'm also a bit really unsure. Don't know how they work. Not really curious about that either. They kind of work, and therefore I just tend to leave them alone unless I need to interact for whatever reason. Because most, most of the stuff you see is, you will see probably the odd robot, but the funniest thing about it is most of the it's like the technology. So there is like hover things and there are other stuff. There are ex like extreme things mainly to do with farming because obviously where you guys are, it's quite big. So you might see the odd mech, but um, yeah, like some things that you might see possibly is like, wow, that's a really rare thing. And then possibly some educational things might happen from that. Just saying. Yeah, I wouldn't have seen a lot of that growing up. For you guys, it's really boomed, like from the boringness I'm not going to explain all the history from, you guys are at the peak of like them just understanding what the possibilities are, and now they're also realising what the risks can come with that. And with that being said, guys, we're going to get straight into the second part of this podcast so far if you're enjoying it please leave a like if you're watching it on youtube and also leave a rating on itunes or however you're listening to this through the audio medium but yeah we're going to get straight into the prelude and we're going to get straight into the arcade and let's see how the guys get on with interacting with other characters and also having fun at the arcade um, guys, we're gonna we're just gonna throw in a little bit of a quick kind of prelude episode because I want you guys to get used to the mechanics of the things before I get to the meat of the episodes and feed you to the belly of the beast, if you if we should say. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a fun little bit of casual uh, fun uh, at the Saturday Night Arcade. So basically, this is a popular arcade back in the eighties. Arcades were a big boom, like seriously. Uh, it was one of the cool places to hang, whether it be like the cinema, the bowling alley, or the arcade. For kids of 12, um, you know, it was fine for their parents to drop them off and stay a couple of hours, or the parents would basically park up and stay in the cafe. So, you know, just make sure they're around. So um, what we're going to start with is uh, Eric's mum, uh, Adriana, she uh, drops you guys off at the local arcade, which is called Larry's Arcade. Now, um, you guys know Larry a little bit because he's a little bit of a nerd. Like, he likes, you know, he loves Star Wars because by this time when you were around, the first three, well, let's just say episodes four, five, and six were out. He's uh, he's a huge into science fiction and fantasy and you name it. Uh, he, he wears proudly the nerdiest t-shirts that people are like, what the heck is that? That doesn't make any sense. He's always watching some sort of obscure B-movie when he's at the, the token counter where you go get tokens to go on some of the machines. Um, but uh, with this arcade, it's quite small, but you do have arcade machines, uh, you do have pinball machines, you have ski ball, and you also have the basketball hoop but What was the guy's name? Sorry. Sorry. Larry. Larry, Larry. is Larry. his name. Yes. So what I would like you guys to do is prepare yourselves for a scene. So what I'm going to say now is your mom's pulled up, she's dropped you guys off, you're literally talking amongst yourselves, and uh, Larry's Arcade is a glowing in neon in the in just just before the afternoon. You get there about four. She said she's going to pick you up around seven or eight because they know Larry quite well. And Larry will actually keep an eye on you guys because he's because he's quite well trusted in the community, which is kind of cool. So what I'd like you guys uh, to do is possibly think of uh, something you want to do in the arcade. 
and then what we will do is we'll do a scene and uh, we'll get you guys straight into the meat of it so you guys ready let's work on a podcast but they look so nervous i love it <laughs> i absolutely love it okay cool so um our um bunch of misfits uh arrive at larry's arcade uh, they walk through the doors and immediately are hit by all the noise of their favorite amusement arcades. You've got the older kids playing on the pinball machines. You've got the smaller kids playing on arcade machines that no one ever plays anymore, but their parents think it's okay. There's a few new cabinets that have attracted a lot more like of a crowd. So, But you don't know what that machine truly is because there's a lot of people around it. There's always machines coming out and new video games that you guys you know, with the big boom of video games, there's been home consoles and arcades have now really taken off. So you guys are looking around uh, and I'd like you guys to just go into what you'd like to do and see. I, I think uh, new game, Eric's just gonna get his quarter ready and uh, head head straight for that. Just just goes on his own, okay? So Eric's gone, okay. Eric has left the group. Okay, Eric has left the group. He is just gone. He's like, just gone. No, He's not like, even talk to you either, any of them. Just, point. just, I'm going there. <laughs> Alfie kind of does the same. Sorry, and he goes for Larry. Just be like, hey, what film is that? And just trying to be like sociable and maybe kind enough to him. He'll let me have things for like half the amount of tickets or something, but either way, he's, Larry, Larry's cool, and I like him, and so I'm just like, hey, which film is that? Like, you want to talk about that, or what's the reference on your shirt? Kind of. Cool, cool. So you're going to talk to Larry. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so Meg and Rupert, what do you guys want to do? Let's go play ski ball. I can't do the southern accent with you guys doing your, your British accents. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, it's okay. I'll, I'll we'll, get it we'll, eventually. We'll it like, if I were to start doing an accent, I would automatically go into British, I'm sure. But maybe, maybe I'll practice it. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm also okay. trying to figure out a voice, uh, but it's mainly just measuring my level of deepness and trying to heighten it. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Well, my mum's giving me like a small bag of quarters anyway, because she likes it when I'm hanging out with people. She wants me to be social. So I'm kind of not really sure what to do it's all a bit overwhelming with all the noise and everything but i'm kind of looking at meg and going what do you want to do i've got these quarters so we're gonna go play ski ball okay cool so um as the scene progresses we've got meg and rupert decide to go play ski ball so those guys are going to go uh jess has decided to get in the get in the line he wants to see what this new arcade machine is uh, but we're going to pick it up with alfie and he's going to be talking to larry so what we're going to do is we're going to just go straight into a scene now uh, between uh, Luke and myself. Um, so, and we will go. Hey, Larry. How are you? Oh, man. How healthy. It's been a while. I haven't seen you in here for a long time. Long, long time. Yeah. How are you folks? Everyone good? Parents got me studying. I'm going to be studying for the new test that's oh, coming up. God, the tests. It's nice to be here to relax. Oh, I bet. This is the greatest place to relax, you know? <laughs> I'm always getting in those new machines. The kids seem to love them. Yeah. What is that new one? Oh, the new one. Oh, that's, um, that's a game called 1942. It's, a, it's, it's something different. It's like a vertical shooter. So you're on a, like, a, like an old school like a World War II plane, and you're basically 
flying like it's kind of weird it's like a top-down thing and things are coming down from you so kind of think like space invaders but in full color it's, it's really intense like the sound quality on it is ridiculous it's a huge hit right now obviously you can tell the kids are loving it so like i don't you know i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna argue i'm charging 50 cents instead of 25 but hey they're flocking to it so they do not mind so it's pretty good so you're gonna hit me in with the new cheat codes and stuff to it or do I have to find that out for myself? Uh, I would say you'd have to find it for yourself. All I'm going to say is just constantly keep moving. Uh, but there's also a tactic I'm going to say. Like, a lot of people, I don't know if they understand this, um, but everyone seems to keep smashing the, the A button on the on the thing. Just lean on it. It does rapid fire. Like, no one seems to understand that. So um, that would be my one cheeky thing. And you can go through the game quite quickly if you do that. The, the bosses are a bit tricky, but... Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, it's pretty good. That's why you're the best, Larry. Hey, you thanks, man. You tell us anyway. It's all good. All good. Out of curiosity, what is that? Uh, what is that show you're watching? Ah, okay. So, so this, this is an old, like, I don't know, I don't know exactly, but it's a, it's like a, a weird old, old movie. Like my, my dad was telling me about this like old movie about like, um, oh, I forget the name of it now, but it's just about like a monster coming down, uh, in the Arctic, and basically. Uh, uh, like rampaging through this thing and they set this guy on fire at one point which my dad says was ridiculous because at one point it looks like they were going to set this whole set on fire by accident i think it was cool that's what it is I'll, I'll, let me just check the case here we are a creature from another world so i believe i believe there's supposed to be a remake coming out soon or something like i've read in a magazine that that guy who made that halloween movie you know that john carpenter i believe he wants to do a remake of it so you know I'm I'm okay with it because he's made some really cool films. So you know I'm 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 watching this and it's absolutely insane. But obviously I need to keep an eye out on everything. But uh, I'll probably end up watching it again later when I get home. It's been a while since I've seen something in black and white like that. Yeah. But... I'm telling you, there are some there are some great great films that people just forget about because obviously you know VHS is the new thing. Like it was just television was the thing, but now everything's on VHS. I tell you, VHS is the biggest thing. Like I cannot. I would be really sad when the day happens when VHS is not a format or whatever it is, you know? I think the same thing, except more so on the side of books, but oh well, yeah. Well, on the same page of something. Yeah, of course, of course. And scene, awesome. Well done, Luke. Good job for your first scene. Good job, man. Um, right, we are going to cut to Jesse. We're going to cut to Eric. So. Um, we build it up. There's a new arcade cabinet. You don't know what it is. And see. Uh, does does anybody has anybody played this? What what is it? What's what's going on? Some scrawny kid looks over to you and goes like, "Come on, seriously, you don't know about 1942?" I I just I'm busy. I I have a lot of. Well, homework. I've, I've got. I've got my own projects. This. I. I'm coming here to relax. I don't. You know. What is it? What's going on? If you want to relax, this is not the game for you, man. It's high action, man. I literally lasted ten seconds on this thing. Ten seconds. It's, oh. it's amazing, though. It's so different to what we've seen recently. Oh, I got it. I gotta try this. I. I. I know I'm gonna do great. I'm. I know I'm gonna do great in this. It's gonna be cake. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think you'll do fine. I think you'll do fine. You'll be great. You don't look that good at it, but... Okay. Um, we'll go with... Eric gets a tap on the shoulder. Uh, and a, a bigger guy, like a, a middle-aged man, just goes, It's your turn, kid. Yes. Okay. And uh, goes to put his quarter in, and then nothing happens. And, hey. 
I put my quarter in, nothing happening. What? Larry! Larry, that's nothing happening! So Larry Larry comes over. What seems to be the problem? I put my quarter in and I can't play. Can you see the sign? It says 50 cents. 50 cents? Yeah, this is the new big game. This is 1942. Don't you know anything about 1942? I know nothing. I, I want to know. I, I want to play. Well, you clearly don't know nothing. You don't even know it's 50 cents. Yes! <laughs> Okay, I'll let I'll let you off. I know your dad. Your dad helps me out if I have any issues. So uh, here you go. Uh, Larry will go into his pocket and put another twenty-five cents. He says, "I don't do anything for you." Okay. And he just walks back over to, sure. to Alfie. Sure, Larry. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and I uh, play the game. How, how do you want me to? <laughs> okay, so now you're playing 1942, a vertical shooter. Jess, um, I would like you to make a moves roll for me, please. Okay. So, uh, what I need you to do is we are going to have to use a body roll and if you have any um any attributes in the move you can add it so what's your body i have three to my body and then one to move okay so you're going to be rolling 4d6 okay come on so for the first level i need you to get at least one success okay one six that means yes just one six come on one six okay so you're frantically going crazy like you're figuring out what the heck is this new game this is awesome um you you realize that okay cool i need to i need it this button is for just my normal uh, normal machine gun okay this other gun is for bombs which blows everything up on the board so now you're at the boss you're at the first level boss i need you to do another moves roll for me please <laughs> another six but only one okay I don't know what it is, but somehow you get it past the first boss. You hear a few people behind you yes! completely losing it, going like, "Man, this guy must be good." Has he? Does he? This isn't even out anywhere else, you know. So you're getting pretty good. So now you're at level two. What I want you to do briefly, though, is I want you to make a tech roll for me uh, with the ability of calculate. So I can roll seven seven dice. Yes, of course. And what I would like you to do is tell me how many successes you get. Okay. Come on, come on. Uh, two successes. Okay, so from your first level, you can figure out a little bit of how the enemies are moving and how you're, how you're doing in the game. So you're figuring it out as the game goes. What I need you to do is do a moves roll again for me, please, bro, as you go through level two. One six. You're struggling a little bit. You're about halfway through this level. It's a little bit difficult because the enemies have changed up a little bit. Like you were expecting the same thing because your game is Donkey Kong. You can figure that out because of the same patterns and stuff like that. But it's a little bit, a little bit tricky. So uh, I need you to make another moves roll for me, please, Bell. Come on! I feel like I'm actually playing this game. <laughs> another, another one success. Okay, so you, you get through, you're at the boss. Now this is tricky. So the second boss is a little bit trickier than the first one. So. What I need is two successes. Oh no! Okay, I got this. I got this. I'm the doctor. I got this. Uh, can I? Uh, I guess I don't have the moment to like reach into my oh, pocket. Oh yeah, you can, you can, you can do it if you want. You can do whatever you want. Like your 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 B fifty two bomber or whatever is going up to the boss. What do you want to do? I just want to take the sonic screwdriver out of my pocket and just just push the button to light up and just be like, I'm the doctor. I got this. I can do this. Okay. You hear a few mumbles in the background going like, I don't know what this is, but this guy's pretty good at this game, but 
and it was his deal with this light torch thing or whatever. So, here Sweet. mixed results. So here we go. What did you get? Okay. No successes. Okay. Is there a so, in this game? Oh, you can if you want to. Yeah, yeah. If you want to come over, I'll feel it's perfect. Since I know about the, the hold down the button. Yeah, of course you can come in at any point. So what I would say then is with this, um, with 1942, you get X amount of lives. You lose your first life okay. on the on the okay. second level boss, and then Alfie uh, comes over. Do I roll the same like tech? If you want to, if you calculate? want to, you can, or you could just tell tell them if you want to. But I would say because there's like quite a big crowd and like they're kind of like he's got to the second level. He's got to the second level. A few of us have only done it, but he seems to have got to the boss. Like there's quite a commotion. So I would say probably to communicate with him, I would probably say heart and contact. That's probably what I would ask for, a roll for that, if that's all right. I have... I have two sixes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, um, so you you make your way through the crowd, kind of, in a way, and you're right next to Eric. What would you like to do? Nice going, bro! Oh, Alfie! You're on second level? Yeah, I'm... I'm right. Yeah, I'm almost. I'm at the boss. I, I, I need. I just lost a life, though. I need help. I don't. I don't know what don't to do. Don't focus here. on me. Don't focus on me. I'm like, I'm his back. And I want to like be like, well, I, I don't know the game. And then try to like whisper like, hold down the A. Hold it down. Hold it down. <laughs> okay. 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 I think. I think I understand. Okay. With this advice, so end the scene. With this advice, you know the secret code is. You don't have to press it all the time. You can actually hold it down and do rapid fire. Who would have thought that, but you wouldn't think that with a newish game. So Jess, with this new new bit in mind, I'm gonna allow you to have one extra D6 with this, with this little bit of knowledge, because it's still a difficult boss. It's quite difficult for you. I got this, I got this. Three successes. Okay, so you needed two. So you needed two successes. So I'll allow you to bank that one success. So make a note oh, of that sweet. because that could probably be coming into effect with level three. Let's just be honest. Okay, so the second boss kind of explodes and you hear a few gasps from the back. Like Alfie's like kind of really happy about yes. it, I'm assuming. He's pretty good. <laughs> um, and, and the crowd behind him are like, dude, dude, he got past level two. This is ridiculous. Uh, what's that new thing he's doing? I don't know what he's doing. Because they're trying to see what you're doing, but also, you know, I'm pretty positive Alfie's kind of shielding, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to try to, like, hide that fact. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks, Alfie. Okay, so, Jess, you're at level three. It's getting a bit more trickier now. It's getting a bit more trickier. I need you to make another moves roll for me, bro. I'll leave the four. I don't get the extra five. Nope. Okay. That was just against the boss, because yeah. now you're used to it. It's kind of good. Two successes. Okay, cool. Uh, with that, you blaze through the level. Like, you are in a zone. Like, you are one with the arcade Man, mechanics. I got this. Like, I got this. 1942 is now your god. Like, you're like, this is the game. Like, literally. Eric, 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 Eric. Yeah, some of the crowd are going, like, Alfie's getting everyone going. Like, it's getting a bit hectic. Um, now, the third boss. Level three. I'm guessing what number you're thinking I'm asking for for successes. So obviously yeah, you yeah, banked yeah. one already. Would you yeah. like to use that one on this roll? I definitely would like to use that. Okay, so roll the dice. You're looking for two more successes to make it three. So do I have to roll only three or can I roll the four? No, you roll the four, but what I'm saying okay. is you get an automatic success. So then you add whatever's onto this. No, only one. Okay, okay. So you lose your second life. You're on your final life. Some of the crowd is gasping. So now... 
You need three successes or you are out on level three, bro. And no, no successes. Okay, you're, you're weaving in and out. You know what you're doing. And then the next thing you know, you hear this eruption of explosion and then game over pops on the screen. No. But the coolest thing ever is you are the high score owner at the moment at the on 42. So what would you like for those three initials on the screen? What would it like to be? Doc. Doc. Okay, so we're going with D-O-C. Okay, cool beans. All right, while this is happening, obviously, um, Meg and Rupert are going to be playing skee-ball. So while that commotion's going on, so it's going to be all simultaneous. So there's going to be crowds going on. Everyone's getting a bit crazy. So we are looking at Meg and Rupert. Now, ski ball Very, very awesome. Very, very challenging and fun. So you go up to the thing. There's a few kids there. Um, and you guys are a little bit excited. So I will just go with scene from you guys leaving the group, talking to get into the ski ball scene. So scene. Hey Meg, did you got any quarters? I've got loads, so if you're short, you know, don't worry about that. I think I got a couple in my pocket. Uh, I think I got a couple here, and I'll pull some out. And I, I've only got like four quarters in my hand. My mum gave me a whole bag. Well, you know, at which point I'd show you my bag. It's just like piss-sized and full. There you go. Thank you so much. Well, you know, my mum gave me these and. She's not expecting change, so... Great! You know, let's just use them. Let's do this. I mean, I'm sure um, Alfie and Eric will get some as well at some point, but... Yeah, I'm sure they'll come over. Let's... So what was it we were going to play? Skee-ball. Okay. Uh, sure, I kind of nod, thinking I might know what that is, and... <laughs> uh, you throw a ball! It's fine! Okay, sweet. I'll show you. Sweet. And scene. Awesome. So you guys walk up to skee-ball. So obviously for people who might not know what a skee-ball machine is, uh, you have like a like a long ramp, uh, like playing area that goes with a ramp. And then you have multiple circles that basically have score points. So in the top two corners, there's ones that are 100. So they're the most points you can get. Then followed by like uh, 50 at the back. And then you go for 40, 20, 10. And there's a bigger one and loads of other fun stuff. So guys, you um, are going to be going onto the machine. So this is going to involve you hilariously using a little bit of mind and a little bit of body, just saying. So before you even get to the machine, you're like there, you're prepping yourselves and you're having a little bit of banter. I would like you guys to make a mind investigate role for me, please. As I want you guys to analyze this machine. And then tell me how many successes you get. So those are the sixes with those rolls. I got one. Okay. I got two successes. Okay. So with both of those, you guys are doing fantastic. So there's nothing that's really going to be happening. Basically, you guys figure out, right, okay. So we get eight tries. Um, we're going to be trying to aim for the top ones. If we get loads of tokens and tickets and stuff from this machine, we might be able to cash them in later and stuff. So there's nothing really new about this machine. It's quite an old machine. You haven't found, with if you've got more successes, there is a machine that will just fart out tokens and tickets, like probably what it shouldn't do, but Larry doesn't know that. So unfortunately, you didn't get the right machine, to be honest. But with a few more successes, you probably could have. 
So maybe if you come back to the arcade in the future, you'll be aware of the skee-ball cheat machine, should we say. So you guys both get uh, four goes each. So what I'd like uh, Sam to do uh, and Davita. So basically I want Meg and Rupert to have goes at skee-ball. So what we're going to do is it's going to involve you doing body and force because you're going to be rolling and you're going to try and figure out, cool, I want to roll this and then I need to make sure I aim it at this point. So I want you to do um, a bit of a cheeky uh, moves roll with me for body. So, but the first things first, I want to know, um, so I'm going to write it down here. So are you going to go for a uh, hundred, fifty, forty, thirty, or twenty? Because if you miss any of them, it goes straight to ten points anyway. What's the middle one? The middle one is gonna be uh, thirty points. Hmm. That's funny. I thought that was the fifty one. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go for the middle one. Bullseye. Okay. Oh no, the middle one is forty. Sorry, you are right. Forty. 40. Okay. It is forty. The middle one. Sorry. So you're gonna go. So we're gonna go with forty for Meg, Sam, which um, Rupert. Which one are you gonna go for? I think the first one. I'm gonna just go straight for the hundred, just to see what happens. It's like I just want to see. Okay, you're going for it. I love it. So the bog standard one. I'm gonna say probably needs two successes. Uh, Davita with Sam. You're going for the smallest target, bro. I'm gonna say you're gonna need three successes for that one, mate. I've got three dice. You can do that. I I need two successes. Two successes, yes. And what am I rolling again? This is body. Uh, so body, but it also is force. So if you have any additional um, numbers in force, you add that to that roll. So here we go. So we've got the first one up for uh, Meg. See what she gets. I got two successes. Oh, no, no, three. Three success. Okay, it goes into 40. So Meg, you're on the board with 40 points. So you've got... With your first, you have because you're sharing you're sharing the load to get as many tickets as possible. You get forty, so uh, all the pressure is on Rupert now. Rupert, what are you going to do? Here we go. It's all on you, bro. And no successes. Sweet. You throw the ball. It kind of hits it and then just goes down, and you get ten. So fair play. You tried your hardest, so not too bad. So uh, so far, uh, when it comes to pride, Meg is thirty points up on you. Just letting you know. Okay, so uh, going back to Davita, which one, uh, what uh, number do you want to go for now? Tell me the numbers again. So we've got 100, 50, 40, 30, or 20. Where's the 50 one located? Uh, the 50 one is a little bit higher. It's on point with, you've got 100, 100, 50, and then you've got 40, 30, 20, and then anything else around that is. I'll try and go for 50. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to go 50? Okay, I'm going to say there's three successes just because it's uh, it's up, it's up high with this most a smaller target to go with. Uh, Sam, what what are you going to go for? I'm going to uh, the hundred just didn't work for me, so I'm going to go for thirty. Okay, you're going to go for thirty. I'm going to say you're probably going to need. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say one success for that one. That's a little bit lower than usual, so that should be fine. So uh, go for it, go for it, then Meg. Let's see what you get. Let's go. Yeah, I didn't get any. Okay, so um, what is how, how many fives did you get? Uh, one. One. Okay, so you aim for the 50. I would say, out of sure luck somehow, it, it dropped down and you got 20 points from that one. Okay. So it, it went in, so it went popped out and it landed in, an, in, a, in a bigger circle. Because sometimes you've got a smaller circle and a bigger circle. So uh, we'll go with uh, Sam, you, you do your roll then for me, pal? One success. One success. Okay, I'll allow that. Um, you get. Uh, what were you aiming for? You were aiming for 30, wasn't it? The 30. 
Yep, so you get 30 points. No issues with that at all. So, uh, keeping score, it is uh, 60 to Meg, and it is 40 to uh, 40 to, to Rupert. So, um, yeah. Right, uh, next ones. Why, where are you guys going to go? I'm feeling a bit bolder, so this time I'm going to go for the 40. Okay, cool. Um, that'll be two again. Uh, Devita? Watch me, I'm going to get that 100 right up in the corner. Jeez, Louise, she's going for the three. I like it. Here we go. All right, let's see what we get. Oh, dead gummit. I didn't get any of them. <laughs> so, um, it kind of, you throw it with all the enthusiastic in the world and it just hits it, hits the cage, comes back down and just, I would say, lands in the tent, unfortunately. It's broken. This machine's broken. Larry. <laughs> I love it. Right. Uh, Larry's just looking over and goes, it's not broken. And he just returns back to trying to watch that uh, the film that he's trying to watch on his TV. All right, now go back to Rupert. Your roll, Sam. If you total the dice together, you get six. But no. Is it really that bad? That's one, two, three. Okay, cool. Yeah, you get a solid ten for that, mate. I'm sorry. You get a solid ten for that. You you were so buzzed after getting the number you wanted. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. So both of you on ten. So uh, letting you know, Meg is on seventy. And uh, Rupert is on 50. So, so far, working together as a team is great, but a little bit of a rivalry is, you know, a little bit brewing. So, you got one throw each left. So, where would you like to go? I'm feeling humbled, so I'm going back for the 30. Actually, okay, I'm going to change it up. You guys have had three throws, so you're understanding the machine a little bit more. You know what you're doing. Kind of like what uh, Jess had earlier. So, I want you guys to do a bit of an investigation for me. I want you to guys look at tech and calculate. I want you to do a tech roll with Calculate. And depending on how many successes, I will add this to your dice. Well, that's one dice, so... I have one in tech. No. No successes, Samson, no additional dice. That's sad. Yeah, one. Okay, one. So no, I you, got one success. You got one success. So, uh, Devia, yeah. I'm allowing you one additional dice on this final roll. Sam, unfortunately... Nice. So what, your tech and Calculate is just one? Tech is my weakness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the calculate? You got nothing in calculate? Nothing in calculate. Wow. That's kind of the worst thing to do it. That's your one weakness. Okay. So, all right, Davita, because you got an additional one, I'm allowing you to roll one additional dice on what you've been normally going. So where would you like to go? I'm going to get that 100 this time. Okay. She's going for it. Let's see what she gets. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, again... Epic, amazing, like you got it, you're feeling fine, you're like, right, this is how the angle is, I think, right, cool. It's looking great, it's looking great. It hits the rim, and then it goes back and gets a solid 10, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, when you go for those 100s, it can hurt you. All right, where's Rupert going for his last one? Going for the 30. It's, I got it, it's the one I've got so far, so going for the 30. Okay, so you need two successes out of this one then? Yeah, none. Okay, so, uh, Amazing, like living the dream. Uh, ten, like it's good. You guys, you guys are learning. Like ski ball is a little bit trickier than you thought it was going to be. So uh, overall, we're looking at fifty, fifty, and then forty. So one hundred and forty is your grand total. So it's going to fire out uh, twenty-five tickets for you guys. So um, you got some tickets there, and then overall score, Meg gets eighty, and Rupert gets sixty. So you lose by twenty, Rupert. And that is it guys, we're going to leave it there with the guys having fun at the arcade and also giving you guys a 
brief glimpse of what to expect here from Tales from the Loop at Believe Top Productions. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. It was a blast, and I can tell you for a fact the cast of Rolling Across the Pond are really, really excited about doing this RPG with me. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. If you have, please leave a like. A like is much appreciated. And yeah, we've got a really awesome group of misfits there, haven't we? We've got some fantastic uh, role-playing. Some people haven't even role-played before on this podcast, so it's really exciting for them to kind of get out of their comfort zone, if you will, and have a little bit of fun with Tales from the Loop. So guys, without further ado, if the next episode is live, you can see it on the screen right now if you're watching it on YouTube, or if you're watching it or listening to it, shall we say, uh, via the audio medium, uh, you can, because it will probably be on my Podbean page, which is also uh, in the link on the description of this podcast. So without further ado, guys, take care, have a good one, and we'll see you for episode one of Tales from the Loop in the not-too-distant future. The music featured in this podcast were by these following artists. Feverish by Three Chain Links. Eleven by Grimmer. Don't Go Outside by Vlad M. Sorensen. The Orders Theme by Mayu. We're Finally Landing by Home. Blue Shift by Airglow. And Solace by Three Chain Links. You can find all of these artists through YouTube and in the description of this video.